Relationship Podcast with your host, Certified Life Coach, Chris Rich. If you're having trouble navigating your mixed faith relationships, struggling to connect with your people, or having specific challenges, you are in the right place, my friend. Episode 88, Sarah Bond, Falling in Love with Yourself. Hello there, my beautiful friends. Hello, everybody. So glad that you're joining me for today's episode of the Mixed Faith Relationship Podcast. You may not know this, but as a life coach, I get coached all the time. So for the past several years, I have had the privilege of getting coached by hundreds of different coaches. And one of my very favorite coaches that I've met through this is joining us today. And she is an expert on learning how to fall in love with yourself. And I'm so excited for you guys to meet Sarah. because She's amazing. She just exudes light and love and goodness. And you guys are going to love her. So and I know this is a topic that we all need some work on learning how to love ourselves more. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to my friend, Sarah. Sarah, we're so glad you're here today. Buddy and hi, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. You are so welcome. Well, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm Sarah. I um, I'm a certified life coach. I've been a, a coach for the Life Coach School for several years now. Um, but in my private practice, I started out doing a lot of coaching on forgiveness in relationships. And as I went through that practice and that study, what I realized is that the foundation of everything is our relationship with ourselves. So even though I got into coaching and all of that, because I was struggling in personal relationships, (laughs) what I really realized was that I needed to work on my relationship with me. And so that's sort of how everything morphed over the years into this idea of like how to fall in love with yourself because I went through very painful uh, relationship and breakup and divorce. And what that helped me do in addition to the coaching is just really put that focus on that relationship with me. And, and I always tell people, you know, if, if you're not madly in love with yourself, like you don't genuinely feel that vibration of love that you know exists because you've probably been in love with someone in your life. If you don't feel that for yourself, it's like, we can do that. And there's like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> I, okay, that gives me goosebumps. That it gives me too. <laughs> so tell me a little bit. You talked about how, let's, let's talk about what love is first. And you hit on a little bit, but tell us more. What is love? Tell us about that. Yeah. What that well, for, means. for me, the way that I've come to think about love you know, there, I think there's a lot of different definitions you can give love, you know, as a, as a feeling, as a action, but in, for this conversation, in this context, I think of it as, um, a feeling. So it's a feeling that I feel in my body because of what I'm thinking. And of course that comes out in actions as well. Um, you know, there's certainly a ripple effect from that, but I think of it now as again, just a feeling that I get in my body that when you think about yourself, you literally can't help but smile and feel that just, I I describe it as bubbly champagne. 
That's <laughs> what it feels like in my body. It feels like champagne and the bubbles are rising and it just feels good. And you cannot help but smile even when things are hard because you, you genuinely have that love for yourself. So that is how I've come, at least now come to think about it. it you know, what you're thinking produces this feeling in your body. And then that spreads out into the world. And I think that's why people describe me as, you know, shining a light. Like there is some sort of light inside of me. That's what it is. I love that. I love that. And I think so often we, we think of other people we that we feel other people's emotions. We feel their love. If people yeah. can do kind and good things. And then we have thoughts about that. And that produces the emotion of love. So we get to feel our own emotions. And I, my listeners have heard me talk about this before, but I just, it's fun to hear these different examples. So what does that mean? And I think that's a big thing too, is we're so used to wanting to be in love with someone else. We're wanting our spouse or our partner to love us and to be in love with us. And sometimes, especially in this um, in mixed faith relationships, that can be really, really hard. So will you, what does it even mean to fall in love with yourself? Tell us about yeah. that. Well, the, the cool thing about it, and, and I love being in love with someone else too, and having someone else be in love with me and for me to give love and to receive that love. But the, the amazing thing about being in love with yourself is nobody can take that away from you. It's always there. It's always available. So I still experience, you know, negative emotion from maybe something my partner says or something like that, where I maybe don't feel loved by them, which is a totally separate thing. But the beauty of being in love with yourself is that's always there. Nobody can take it away from you. So even like I said, even when I'm struggling or having a hard time, that I always have this wonderful foundation that I can lean on, that I can fall back on. It's like every night I can fall into this safe, these safe arms that I know that I'm safe and protected and secure and loved and be to be able to give that to myself and not rely on somebody else to provide that for me, I feel has been the greatest gift I've ever given myself. I love that, just that visual of having your own safe arms there to yeah. always have your back and to always, because we've always, we always have ourselves. I love yeah. that. And it sounds goofy. And, and I, I even feel a little goofy saying it, but I do. I literally hug myself all the time. And especially at night, like I'll hug myself to sleep. I'll hug myself, tell myself I love myself. And it's just this, again, it's just this thing that I can all, I always have access to Yeah, nobody can take it. Yeah. So I love, okay. So one of, one of my questions is what, how do we, how do we fall in love with ourselves? Give us like some, some things like, well, you just mentioned hugging yourself, Mm -hmm. but give us some ideas of what, what we can do to fall in love with ourselves. Yeah. A lot of the things that I've done, um, have been really, really uncomfortable things to, to begin with, you know, like it felt, you know, that's why I said, it feels kind of goofy saying that I, that I hug myself and things like that. But I'll tell you 
it may sound kind of silly, you know, to, to think about hugging yourself, to think about comforting yourself. Other things that I did in the beginning when I started doing this work were, you know, literally standing in front of the mirror and talking to myself, which in the beginning, Chris, oh my gosh, I like, I hated it. (laughs) This is so ridiculous. This feels awful. It was so uncomfortable. But again, I heard this from someone from a mentor of mine that they had done it and how well it worked for them. So I was just like, okay, I'm willing to give it a try. And so I gave a lot of things a try. And again, I want to encourage people to use their imaginations too to give, I gave a lot of things a try that felt really weird and silly and uncomfortable. And like, they weren't going to work, but I stuck with them until again, until I felt that I felt the change literally physically in my body. I felt the change to where I described kind of that love feeling, that bubbly champagne feeling. Once I accessed that, I knew that I could never go back. I knew I could never go back to just those subtle things that I would say to myself that, you know, weren't kind or, Mm -hmm. or even just ignoring this practice, you know, thinking like, oh yeah, I love myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, if I, if you had asked me before I got into this work, if I liked or loved myself, I would have been like, yeah, sure. I do. I'm a cool person, but it was very surface level, very surface level. Once I really dug down and, and realized kind of the little ways that I wasn't loving myself. And I gave myself that opportunity to do some of those uncomfortable things. Yeah. Take myself on a date, you know, talk to myself in the mirror, the way that I would talk to my favorite person. And that's another, another exercise that I had to use in the beginning. Cause I didn't even know what to say to myself at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what does it look like to talk to yourself as if you're in love with yourself. What does it look like to talk to yourself or treat yourself like your best friend or your favorite person, you know, or your greatest lover, you know, any of that. It's like, we always think that's something we do for someone else. And when you turn that around and do it for yourself. So really, I just imagined, what would I say to my daughter? What would I say to my best friend? You know, what would I say to my lover? What would I say to my partner? And just, I had to, I had to truly acknowledge all of that is available to me from me. Why would I not give that gift to myself? Why would I not be my own best friend, be my own, you know, greatest cheerleader, greatest supporter, greatest encourager? Why would I not be madly in love with myself? It's so much fun. You know, I love, I think that's one of my favorite things about coaching is it's really helped me to to focus on that. And it, it's interesting. I, and my listeners have heard me talk about this a bunch. Mm-hmm. I have little powwows with myself almost. Yeah. I'm in the habit now that when a lot of, you know, like when I'm brushing my teeth or just washing my hands, just looking in the mirror and smiling at myself, winking at myself, giving yes. myself a high five. Yes. And just, that and thinking, you know, and a lot of times it's really counterintuitive because we sometimes spend a lot of time beating ourselves up. Like you're so mm-hmm. stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you say that? You're so awkward. You're yeah. not enough. You're too much. And we are, and we would never talk to other people like that. Right. I think it's so, so important to pay attention to the way that we're talking to ourselves. And that's exactly what you're talking about here is, is yeah. 
talking to yourself like you would your lover. Exactly. Like I flirt with myself, literally I'll walk by the mirror and I'll, I'll be walking by and then I'll do a double take and be like, Hey baby, you know, like (laughs) wink, just like you're saying, wink at yourself and stuff like that. And to me now that's really fun and natural. Yeah. But, and I know, I know that there are going to be people listening to this that are kind of a little bit rolling their eyes and a little bit being like, Okay. That's, that's great. That's great that that worked for you, Sarah and Chris, but that's not going to work for me. And I am here to tell you that I thought the exact same thing Totally. that that in the beginning, yes, it was so awkward. It didn't feel natural to give yourself that high five or to flirt with yourself like that. But once, and, and I think we don't talk about it enough about how weird that can feel for some of us when we do start doing that work. And I'm here to just encourage people to work through that. Just let it be weird and awkward and feel stupid and silly. And like, it's not going to work. Keep going because I promise you, you'll get to a point where you do feel that change. And once you do, you'll never go back. Well, I think so like you're saying, it takes practice. This is something that most of, I had never really, I think I've always been pretty good to myself and kind to myself, but Mm -hmm. now it's like, I, I take it very seriously now. What what do you think gets, cause I'm sure there are people saying, yeah, that's not going to work for me. Or I yeah. just, what do you think gets in people's way? What's mm-hmm. what stops yeah. us from loving? Well, ourselves? I think we've, we've kind of already touched on, at least for me, the two main things that got in my way. Number one was again, sort of that surface level. I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I like myself. We're good. And, and I wasn't even noticing all those kind of subtle little ways that I was you know, talking to myself, like the little whisper of like, oh, you are such an idiot, or there's something wrong with you. Mm. You know, those, those kinds of things. And I would just kind of brush them off. And, um, and so I just made it, you know, I just kind of noticed one day and I'll never forget it. I was literally standing in the showers kind of noticing. I was like, kind of just doing this quiet little beat down. It wasn't overt. I wasn't saying like, oh, I hate you. Like you're the worst person in the world. It was very subtle and almost sounded, it almost sounded like I was like maybe trying to motivate myself, but not (laughs) again, not in the nicest way now that I think back on it, because I think it can, it can disguise itself as motivation, you know, kind of that suck it up buttercup attitude, Mm -hmm. which, which I would definitely say I probably had quite a bit of that. But again, I was like, well, no, just suck it up. It's, you know, not realizing the effect that that was actually having on me with my relationship with myself. Yeah. So just, again, the first part being that just being aware, just really like being willing to take a look at that and willing to go below that surface level and being willing to acknowledge what it is you're actually thinking and whether or not it's helping you, whether or not it is kind to you. That was the first, never, never forget. I was having that subtle conversation with myself. And I sort of like had this moment where I was just snapped out of it. And I was like, whoa, uh, okay. This, this is what, you know, people have been talking about in coaching. And, and I, and I said to myself in that moment, it was like, I drew a line in the stand that I was just like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I am not going to treat myself like this anymore. I'm going to figure out a different way. And at that time, I didn't know what that was exactly, but I knew that I had made the commitment. So that would be the first big thing. It's like actually acknowledging and making the commitment that this is important to me and I'm going to do this work. 
And then from there, it turned into kind of an experiment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, what am I going to try? You know, and I would hear suggestions just like we're talking about today. I would hear some things. I'd come up with some things on my own. I would try things, see what I liked, see what I didn't like. But the biggest, I would say, coming back to what I was saying earlier, working through the awkwardness of it, it would have been so easy for me to quit and kind of just go back and be like, okay, I'm good. Working through that awkwardness and being very committed to that process, even though my brain was fully on board with believing that this wasn't going to work for me. And I just kept going. That I think was, is the biggest thing I want to share. And I think the biggest thing that might get in people's way. Um, and yeah, so many thoughts as you are, as you're talking, I think when one of the things that I think another thing that gets in our way is we don't notice our own little sweet voice. I hear my sweet Chris Rich voice like, oh, you've, your pants are getting kind of tight, love. And, you know, like we don't notice, it's not like you've got Darth Vader or the wicked witch that shows up. And so it's kind of like these little subtle hints Mm -hmm. that, and those thoughts, the way that we are talking to ourselves create how we feel and yeah. how we show up and it affects everything, everything. Um, I think it's also interesting that there's so many times where we make ourselves wrong that like I, we judge ourselves and we, we make ourselves wrong for how we're feeling. You shouldn't be sad. You shouldn't be jealous. Yeah. You shouldn't be, uh, I was talking to someone just yesterday about how she noticed herself judging her family members and she just, she gave herself a beat down. She thought, you know, she mm-hmm. said, this isn't Christ-like, this isn't who I want to be. And I, I noticed that with me and that a lot of times it's like, oh, I shouldn't feel angry. I shouldn't feel this emotion. And we would never go up to a friend and be like, Hey, you shouldn't feel sad right now. Or we would never say that to people. Yeah. I think it's so important that we, allow our, we let ourselves feel the emotions that are coming up for us. Yeah. And I love, I love that you brought that up because it just reminded me of some of the work that I dove into in the last year. And that was embracing those parts of myself. Some people call it shadow work or the light side and the dark side, whatever you want to call it. But I leaned, I really leaned into that because I do think there are different parts of us. Like I still have judgy Sarah And I still have kind of pissy Sarah and bossy and flirty, you know, flirty, you know, fun, generous, you know, all the the quote unquote good and bad. And what I, what I chose to do, what I very purposefully went into in the last year is learning how to love all of those parts of myself versus Mm -hmm. thinking they were wrong, bad, and I needed to get rid of them. I was like, no, that like, I think all of our brains judge and compare and things like that. And what I've learned is it's not that I need to get rid of that part of myself. It's that I need to relate with her in a different way. So it's like building a relationship with eat with judgy Sarah and, you know, pissy Sarah and bossy Sarah. It's like, Hey girl, I got you. I love you. I, what you have to say is valid. You're welcome here. And I've got you like, that's sort of the relationship that I've learned to have with all the different moods of myself, if you want to call it that. And so there's no, um, there's no part of me that 
I, I think should go away or that is wrong anymore. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all part of me. It's all welcome. It's all beautiful. And I love all of it equally. And it's how I relate to it. That's really important. So I think this will be good for people to remember if you, if you sit there and you find yourself judging someone, you know, which I still do, then totally. I just go, Oh, <laughs> here there's judgy Sarah. She's in the room. How you doing, babe? <laughs> So like, I got you, like, we're good. And I, and it's more like, it's just not so serious anymore. Yeah. You know, I can just kind of laugh about it now, just kind of giggle about it and not make it a big deal and definitely not turn it into judgment of myself. I think that is so, so, so important, especially in this, this mixed faith space there. I mean, there are so many there are so many emotions that come up, jealousy, resentment, anger, um, overwhelm, worry. There's so many emotions that come up in this. And I think so often we, like I said earlier, we just, we make ourselves wrong. So I love that, you know, just like putting, putting that judgmental Chris under my wing and just say, it's okay if you're feeling judgment right now, you don't need to stay there, but Mm -hmm. let's not, um, yeah, just having that, loving all those different versions of yourself is so important. And it's huge. Yeah. And it makes it, it makes it easier, so much easier to love all those different versions of other people too. Tell me about that. (laughs) That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, I think it's possible to, to love others in that way, but I think it's so much easier when you start with yourself so much easier. I think it's a lot more work to, to love other people and all the, all the parts about them. Uh, if you haven't done that work on yourself, it's just makes it harder. So when you do that work for yourself first, it's almost like, it's not even work to do it with, for other people. At least that's been my experience. As long as I'm focused on myself and I do that work on myself, it's like, it just makes my relationships so much easier. And just I, by I, default. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think too, I always think back to the scripture to love our neighbors as ourselves. Yeah. And we get so focused. And I love that. One of my favorite scriptures. Love that scripture. Whole new meaning for me now. <laughs> yeah. I think when yeah. we, because I used to spend so much time trying to love other people, which I, that is something mm-hmm. that I want to do, which something that I'm good at, but that whole thing implies that I'm going to love them as I love me, that implies it's a commandment to love yourself. And if we don't love ourselves, then it's going to be so hard loving other people and being in that relationship. Um, I think that's one of the things that we, another thing that prevents us from loving ourselves is we feel like that we are prideful or that we are, um, Mm. that we're doing something wrong, that we're selfish. selfish. Mm -hmm. Tell me, let's talk about Tell me your thoughts. on Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's great. I'm so glad you brought that up because there definitely can be a selfish and kind of arrogant aspect to, and I I won't even call it loving yourself because I don't think that's love, but we, we can sometimes sort of misconstrue and think, misconstrue it and think that it is. But what I've noticed is, um, that it's not like, it doesn't feel like that bubbly champagne that I was describing earlier, that love that, that where you can't help but smile. It doesn't feel like that 
when you're, when you're, um, you know, discounting other people and only thinking about yourself in sort of that arrogant, more selfish way, it's going to feel icky in your body to do it. It won't feel right. Whereas when you're loving yourself and when you're putting yourself first, it's actually going to feel amazing to you. And then that's going to ripple out to your family and the, and the people that are around you. So it's kind of like, I just say, just notice how it feels really like Mm -hmm. in your body, pay attention to what's going on in your body. If you have a, you know, a heavy icky feeling or a hit in your stomach, or you just feel gross about doing something, then it's like, to me anyway, that's my body trying to tell me something like maybe this isn't as loving as you think it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And to do kind of a check-in until I feel that, that lightness again, until I feel that, that what I describe as love, it feels completely different. So I, I can tell the difference if I'm, if I'm just kind of being like, Oh, forget all of you you know, this is about me. I'm more important. That doesn't feel good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really getting more back. Yeah. Just really paying attention to what, what that vibration feels like in my body. Mm -hmm. It's important. I think the whole idea of when we love ourselves, it doesn't mean that we think that we are better than other people. I can love me because I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of heavenly parents. And I'm amazing because I'm a, I am their child Mm -hmm. and so is everybody else. So it's not when we love ourselves, it's not thinking that we are better than other people. It's Mm -hmm. recognizing our inherent worth and beauty and goodness and realizing that everyone else has that as well, that Mm -hmm. they're also children of God. Um, Let's see. I'm just, I'm looking through my um, one of my questions, I think so, and you kind of hit on this a little bit earlier. A lot of times we aren't so loving to ourselves because we think it's going to be motivating, you know, yeah. instead of being kind and good to ourselves, then we're not going to get as far, but is there a downside to loving yourself? <laughs> I'm going to, my, I would say absolutely not. There is, there is no downside. It's a win, win, win all the way around. Now, what I think can sometimes happen is yes, this sort of meant that kind of suck it up buttercup mentality that I mentioned earlier, you know, put your big girl pants on and deal with it kind of thing. Um, That I guess that could be different for everybody, you know, maybe some people that that can feel motivating and not mean to yourself. But for me, it was it didn't feel good. It felt um, it didn't it didn't feel light. It felt heavy and just kind of like I was pushing myself to do something. Um, and again, just didn't feel good. I think, um, and I forget where I was going with that. I wanted to say something, uh, repeat the question again, because there was something in the beginning of what you said that I want there a downside. Is there any downside? No, there's no downside. What, what was it before that though, that you asked? Oh, that's a good Do you remember? Question. No. I don't yeah, remember. that's okay. Um, yeah, I lost it. <laughs> that's okay. We're here. Yeah. And you know, I'm back. That's one of the big things about all this is just recognizing our humanness. Mm-hmm. 
my my listeners have heard me talk about the concept of 50-50 a million times. I yeah. love, love, love this concept. And for anyone that's not familiar with it, uh, half the time we show up as amazing rock stars that have it all figured out. We're confident, kind, loving, and we, we show up as the people that we want to be. The other half of the time, we're kind of a hot mess and we're grouchy yeah. and grumpy and we're not confident and we don't, we don't show up as the people that we want to be. Mm -hmm. And I think the beautiful part of this is recognizing that that's okay. And not those times where I am a hot mess to just love myself and just yeah. once again, putting myself under my wing mm -hmm. and just Chris Rich, it's totally okay that you're a hot mess. I love you yes. when you're a hot mess and I love you when you're a rock star. Yes. So true. And, and I did, I remembered what I was going to say about the, is there any downside? And, and again, my answer is still no, there's no downside, but yes, what I hear from a lot of clients when I offer this kind of work and make these kind of suggestions to do this work is sometimes they'll say something like, well, I'm worried, you know, that if I'm just loving on myself that I won't like, I won't get anything done. If I don't, if I don't push myself, if I don't have that suck it up buttercup mentality that I'm not going to get anything done. And that's what I was going to say. Like, I believe the opposite is true. That the more you love yourself and you get out of that mentality, you actually will get more done because you're loving yourself because you're putting yourself first and you're getting to know yourself and your relationship with yourself. You're actually going to end up doing more of what you want versus the opposite where people think like, oh, I'm just going to I need to be mean to myself. I need to push myself in order to get things done. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> Not only does loving yourself get more done, but of course it also feels amazing. Yeah. Amen. hundred yeah. percent to everything. Yes. Um, I think another part of loving yourself is knowing what your needs are. And I think this can be so tricky because a lot of us are people pleasers Mm -hmm. And we don't speak up. We don't say what's important to us. Maybe we're, I know for me, for years, I am, I do not like conflict at all. Mm -hmm. I will do whatever I can to avoid conflict. And I learned the hard way that when I avoided external conflict, I was still internally conflicted. Yes. So there was going to be conflict either way. And knowing that when I, focus on loving myself and how I want to feel, I was able to start articulating like, Hey, I'm not okay with this. And mm -hmm. I could still do it in a very loving way, but loving yes. myself enough to share my feelings and to share yeah. my opinions and to, to be, to be willing to rock the boat. Boats are actually meant to be rocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that took me a long time to be like, it's okay that I've got my needs not in a selfish yeah. way, but I need to, I need to stand up for me and love me in a way that I can represent myself. And when I do that, I show up as a better wife, as a better mom, as a better disciple of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I it's, and it seems so counterintuitive. And I, I think mm -hmm. another speaking of that, the whole, we have this idea that especially as, as Christians that we want to be peacemakers. And I am all for that. I love being a peacemaker and striving to be like, like Christ was. And in addition to that, 
being a peacemaker doesn't mean that you just cower and don't speak your peace. It, yeah. When you are a peacemaker, you also have the option of you feeling inner peace. It doesn't mean that you're just giving up whatever to appease the people, mm-hmm. you know, to appease your husband or to whatever situation you're in yeah. that I find that fascinating that being like, yeah, I just, sorry, I yeah. could go, I could talk about yeah, this. And I'll tell day. you, I'm still, I'm still on that journey. And this is another hard thing I think um, to go through is to really start asking yourself and being honest with yourself about what you want. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm still figuring that out. I'm still asking that of myself whenever, whenever I notice I'm really focused on external things and what other people think and all of that, I, I remind myself to kind of bring it back home and bring it back inward and revisit or re-ask myself, Hey girl, what is it that you need? What is it that you want here? And, um, you know, yeah, a lot of us from our childhood. Yeah. We all have kind of different things about what comes up for us when we do acknowledge that when we allow ourselves and gives our, give ourselves permission to want something and that we deserve it and that we're worthy of it. And, um, and that can be really challenging and scary, Yeah, but it's, but it is so worth it. And when you, and like you said, when you do it from a place of love for yourself, and then you go to the people in your life and you, and you make those requests and you do rock the boat, so to speak, it comes from such a different place. And it does. I've noticed I've been able to be much more vulnerable in a, like in a good, safe way. I've been able to be so much more vulnerable in my relationships when I come at it from that love, then it's, it's such a beautiful conversation and it actually creates more intimacy and love. I love, which is amazing. Yeah. Which is amazing. One of my very favorite questions is what would love do in this situation? Um, mm -hmm. And I used to just, I think I spent so much time focusing on the people I love and I love to focus on them. Don't mishear me here, but making sure that I am one of the people. So what, what does love look like for myself in this situation? What does love look like for my husband, for my kids, for my neighbors, for God, looking at all those different um, aspects of it and, and knowing that, that I do want to be loving towards myself and Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And to sort um, of like kind of wrap that up, I will, I do want to throw out there because I heard somebody talking about this the other day. Yes. Of course, loving yourself can look like doing nice things for yourself. Maybe it's a spa day, maybe it's this, but I think it's much, much more important that, that we focus on having that loving relationship for ourselves internally not just externally. So it's not about a day off. It's not about a spa day. It's about that voice and the way we treat ourselves and the way we talk to ourselves. That's the work that I want to see people do. I love, love that. Um, that makes me smile. I just had my, I just turned 50 last week, depending on when this airs, but my girlfriends took me to get a pedicure and it was so, so fun. So fun sitting there together, getting this pedicure and I think that is a beautiful thing. Just like you were saying, it is fun to do those external things Mm -hmm. and even more importantly to Mm -hmm. make sure we are our own best cheerleader, our own best friend, um, our best external things so much more fun. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Cause we can go get a pedicure and like not even enjoy it. 
and beat yourself up. Yes, totally. But then to be able to go do that kind of thing, when you've done that internal work, then it's just, oh, it's just icing on the cake. It's so much with a cherry on top. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, okay. Is there anything that I have missed? What, anything that you want to add? I think we covered it. There's nothing that's jumping out that I think that, that we missed. I think, um, yeah, I think that's a good start to an amazing practice, amazing conversation and something I hope everybody will take to heart. And I was just thinking that some, a couple of the other things. So we talked about just to kind of recap mm-hmm. that how we feel about ourselves, how we love ourselves affects every part of our lives. Every single part. Yeah. Do you want to have a good relationship with your, with other people? It has to start with yourself. Um, And also just doing the little things, pay attention. How do you talk to yourself? Are you a cheerleader? Are you a good friend? Mm -hmm. What are those, those little voices in your head? What are they? How are you talking to yourself? Yeah. Um, No, I want to throw back in there, the flirting and the, you know, like the whole lover aspect too, because as we all know, like, it's amazing to be in love. It's the best feeling in the world. And it's available to you every given moment, whether you're in a relationship or not with someone else, it's available to you from you. And that's what I want people to access. Not just the best friend cheerleader piece, but that genuine in madly in love piece. There's nothing more fun than that. I love that. You can cultivate that for you. Again, you don't being in a relationship. Awesome. It just makes it that much better, but you don't need it in order to have that. And the, another piece of this, that we just, the validation, we all love, 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 love to be validated. I think of, I heard someone talking about how, um, validation is kind of like crack. We just (laughs) want it. We just crave it. And when we are in love with ourselves, we can validate ourselves. And to that is a huge, our brain doesn't know if the validation is coming internally or externally. Mm-hmm. It just feels good. That dopamine yeah. is re- released. So yeah. when we are doing that for ourselves, it mm-hmm. feels fantastic. And then when the other humans do it too, awesome. It's just another yeah. cherry on top. Ex- exactly. So, I yeah. totally agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sarah, I could talk to you all day. I love picking your brain and I just thank you for your goodness and the light that you put out into the world. I, and all the times that you've helped me on a very personal, deep level. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for, Oh, and thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing this work and for everybody that's listening. Thank you for being here and being willing to consider doing this practice. It's something I want for everybody. Well, it's, it's great, great stuff. If people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, I have a, a YouTube channel called the Christian forgiveness coach, uh, podcast, same, uh, pop, my podcast is called forgive everyone for everything every day, right away. And then I have a, um, a course on forgiving yourself, which talks a lot about some of the things we talked about today. And that's at courses by Sarah.com. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Well, sir, I just love you. I'm giving you a big hug through the, through the screen. And, um, we just want to thank everyone for joining us today. And that's everything we have for you today. Make a great week. You don't.
don't have to be on the same page with religion to have a great relationship. If you are feeling stuck in all the emotions that are coming up for you in your mixed faith relationships, or are looking for tools to help you move forward, I can help you. Sign up for a free session with me. Go to chrisrichcoaching.com and click on work with me because you and your loved ones are worth it, my friend. Thank you.